here we go, aka Patters, fresh from Peter A. DeLuca, your your host here, but fresh from Chicago, had a uh, pretty big, fun wedding, maybe, maybe the best wedding I've ever been at, eh, maybe, you know what, no, because the uh, it's two in particular, the weddings where their uh, love was in the air, and a banging after party, yeah, uh, those still take precedent, but this wedding was probably probably three or four. But anyway, Peter A. DeLuca here, a.k.a. Pad, the pop culture pope. We're in, we're still rocking and rolling with the Will Smithathon. That's right, I said that without messing up. And we're talking Gemini, Gemini Man, 2019. This is after Will Smith, a little, little bit had a, had a comeback with, Suicide Squad 2016 stumbled a little bit with Collateral Beauty, a holiday, uh, somewhat romantic, romantic dramedy, but it's more of a of a of a light drama uh, that is meant to tug on the heartstrings. That is so rampant during the end of the uh, American year, Christmas leading into New Year's. We have Gemini that kind of comes in after Aladdin. Now here's here's the crazy. Thing Aladdin is legit. Aladdin is a real movie. Guy Ritchie put too much of his own flavor in this movie. Uh, I back Aladdin. I, I there, there's not one of these Disney uh, live action remakes that I really haven't enjoyed. So the, the criticism around the Disney live action remakes, I think, is unfounded. I think the casting of Will Smith as Genie. I think the special effects. I think they all hit. They all they all slap as the as the new kids like to say today. And then we have this. Jerry Bruckheimer, one of the the most decorated, one of the, the, the most powerful, one of the most innovative producers in Hollywood history. Collaborates with Will Smith. They uh, this project, Gemini Man, has Literally been in development hell for over 20 years before we saw it in 2019. Every single actor has touched the project. Modern day, the only other actor that you would buy that or that you would want to see in this performance would be Tom Cruise. It would be a older Tom Cruise versus a younger Tom Cruise. So the, the idea sings the the, the 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 idea alone of Gemini man is there which is basically you are a assassin and someone clones you and the younger version of yourself is hired to kill you it's eye against eye if you're into bleed too and then and then we have the other juggernaut around this movie so like th- this movie is just nothing but Hollywood lore we have Jerry Bruckheimer, we have Will Smith, we have a 20-year-old Project Hell movie finally getting made. And then we have what might be the most versatile director of our time, Ang Lee, Oscar winner. Should have won two Oscars before he won his, uh, was it Life of Pi? Sorry, <laughs> quick brain fart there, Life of Pi. And... Part of this episode should be uh, a reckoning of uh, and, and recognition of of Angley, and 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 I say reckoning because this movie 
we cannot hold to Agni's like, like uh, legacy. Okay, we it, it's almost like we have to erase it as a delicate experiment. Now, this film was pushed as a I don't know frame rate FTP whatever. And things were supposed to be amazingly clear and maybe even look 3D-ish because they were so clear and things were layered. It was pushed as that. And I don't think that was uh, intelligent. I don't think that was like the marketing move. And it is appealing being a filmmaker when you're accomplished on the level that Ang Lee is, even artistically. You know, uh, innovating a new level of technology uh, and spearheading it is very appealing. And this, this kind of harkens back to James Cameron and Avatar, where George Lucas, James Cameron, uh, Stanley Kubrick for 2001, you make a movie and that movie becomes Spielberg with Jurassic Park. It, it becomes a linchpin in the lore and the the, like the the people that love special effects, which are so many of the filmmakers, it just becomes a part of that special effects bible. I I do believe they were attempting that. Now, what people have already overlooked with this movie is how amazing young Will Smith is in this movie. It's like when old Will Smith talks to young Will Smith. You buy it, it's there. There's a few shots that might take you out of the movie, but it's it's no different than some of the compositing you might see in anything that, that's green screen or special effects, which is like every single shot's not going to have the full time, the full effort. It's just not. You know, because movies are made on the budget, they're made on the schedule. So how does this movie and why does this movie somewhat interrupt Ang Lee's Legacy. Well, Ang Lee does amazing action. We saw that in Hulk. He he's 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 the first guy, the first dude that brought Hulk to the screen, and he made a comic book movie. Like the 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 way Hulk was uh, shot, the transitions, the the almost like the panel to panel uh, interpretation. Like he he brought the panel to panel movement into film. Uh, some of the most expensive, most innovative. Again, you say innovative a lot, but angry, but in, innovative transitions we've ever seen. Now, the other side note with Hulk is people easily ignore that the 2003 Hulk, um, on a psychology sense, is extremely accurate to the Peter David run of the comic, where we get into this idea that Bruce Banner was battered as a child. He 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 uh, in, he induced a heavy trauma, and the Hulk was inside of him the entire time. You know, it's somewhat of a, of a metaphor that it's the Hulk. There's a Hulk inside all of us. But the world came and went, and no one no one backed Hulk. Uh, I remember seeing Hulk for the first time in the theater. Uh, I believe I saw it twice in one weekend because, you know, back then I was, you know, single, like, you know, went on a lot of dates. Uh, it was easy to, to take girls in movies I had already seen. And, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's somewhat of the dating flow, too. But let's run through maybe what could be the greatest 
movie run by a director. To 1995, we have Sense and Sensibility. Now, Ang Lee made about four movies before Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility put him on the map. Also solidified Sense and Sensibility as a reoccurring interpretation. Like Little Women is and Romeo and Juliet. And we go all the way down to 2005. Sense and Sensibility to 1997, The Ice Storm. Which is... Probably my favorite of all his movies. Then we have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, 2000. Oh, sorry. 1999, Ride with the Devil. Ride with the Devil, fantastic. 2000, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He should have won the Academy Award. That should have been Best Picture. 2003, Hulk. 2005, Brokeback Mountain. Should have won the Academy Award. Then we have Lost Caution, which I, I believe this is like his NC-17 entry. I haven't seen that. And I kind of, and Taking Woodstock, I'm not 100% on what Taking Woodstock even is. To 2012, we have the award season winner, Life of Pi. Uh, one of, like, again, the, um, the special effects and the, 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 dream, the dreamlike scape. In that movie is fantastic. Uh, it's it's very reminiscent to me of a like fantasy drama, a lot like Big Fish or Brazil. Uh, it's just this like menagerie of images and ideas uh, with a narrative that is simple and fairy tale. Uh, I can't recommend Life of Pi enough. Then we have Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. No, I, no idea. And then 2019 Gemini Man. So this guy, this this individual that I hold on such a high regard, um, you know, I'm I'm mostly familiar with films just from his middle period. And Gemini comes out, comes and goes. It does okay. I, you know, like waited to see the movie, and I thought the Will Smith or something. Now I can't say Will Smith-a-thon was a great opportunity to enter into this. And I went with caution because at this point, it's, it's, you know, it's a few years have passed. It's, it's, it's hard not to see that the movie doesn't uh, get the wrong type of attention or didn't get any attention at all. And it came and it went. And so, look, this entire run that we've been on with Will Smith, I feel like Will Smith is with us all, by the way. Uh, more surprises. And this movie, I'll tell you what the biggest surprise of this movie was. It, it was how good the action was. Like, the action is there. It's awesome. There's uh, one of the best motorcycle chases, uh, I guess, outside of James Bond, outside of Mission Impossible, just recent entries. I'm really surprised Fast and Furious doesn't have a motorcycle chase. Why has Fast and Furious backed away from motorcycles so much? Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, and... But then we have the guts of the story. Now, William Friedkin of French Connection. Exorcist fame. Exorcist, keep in mind, is a perfect movie. As is Citizen Kane and Apocalypse Now. But we get French Connection, and we get our director. Uh, and when I was watching this movie, something something that William Friedkin said, 
like basically echoed in, in my head the entire time. It was, yeah, you know what? And and uh, <laughs> sorry, I might be wrong. It might not have been William Fredkin. Just kind of thinking of it right now. I'm just having that revelation as I'm uh, recording. But William Fredkin said, we'll just say it was William Fredkin. It'll be our little secret. He said, good beginnings are easy. Good endings are easy. Good middles are hard. And this movie has an amazing middle. The, main, the middle works. It flows. Like I said, the action is there. The stakes of the action is there. The beginning is rough. The ending is not satisfactory. I believe that they botched the ending because you're waiting for a Twilight Zone hook. You're waiting to see another clone of Will Smith because they revealed a third clone of Will Smith in this movie. Spoiler. Ugh. But, you know, you wanted to see that there was maybe even multiple clones of Will Smith still out there doing, like, bad things, doing assassinations. And maybe him and the other clone that he became friends with <laughs> were going to have to hunt these guys down. We wanted to see a next adventure, okay? And, and, and the other problem with this movie is Will Smith is this uh, righteous assassin and... We never buy that in the movie. We never buy the righteous assassin. This is something that they figured out well with the James Bond movies, which is there's no such thing as a righteous assassin. You're corrupted. You are really killing people. You're killing innocent people. You're putting other people in danger. Lie collateral damage. But Will Smith... When he when he like gets his claws into a project, uh, he did this with Suicide Squad. He takes the inhumane part of his character or the complex part of his character out, and and they he adds like a warmth to the character. You know, usually adds a daughter. You know, and I just feel like that hurts the movie because if if we have a uh, a assassin character, you have to be kind of against them as you are for him. Now, you can like the character like we do with James Bond, but we may not agree with what James Bond does, which a lot of times we don't, believe it or not. So outside of that, but this movie uh, does have some fantastic action. Uh, I believe... You know, the motorcycle chase, I, I went there. There's a couple good um, hand-to-hand combat parts, especially at the end when they fight the third Will Smith. You know, like, these are cool things. And, you know, Ang, we know Ang Lee with Crouching Tiger and the Hulk can do uh, small action and big action. Small action, I, I mean things that don't involve a giant green guy running up the cliffs of the Grand Canyon. And he can also do a punch. So, the movie itself, is I, it's hard for me to really say, look, we, we, we missed a good one here, a.k.a. Patters, because I don't feel like we did. I believe that the attention that this movie got was appropriate. I believe that the movie doesn't have enough of, of, of a punch at the end. Uh, it doesn't make our mind wander. It doesn't light the imagination by leading us on to another adventure. Uh, or the adventure that we pick up on in the beginning, you know, the, the James Bond, Indiana Jones method, isn't satisfactory either. 
So let's just move on. We got we got two more Will Smith movies. Four fifty five. We have the true, the originator of the Oscar bait for Will Smith. The role everyone said he was born to play, Ali, directed by another incredible director, Michael Mann, uh, who I kind of have a similar relationship with than uh, uh, with Ang Lee, which is there is a chunk of his movies modern day that I have not seen, but all his uh, middle movies I am uh, more than familiar with. And then we have the first time, the first time we saw Will Smith on screen, like on camera in a movie, Where the Day Takes You, and that's going to be 456, and I have to tell you, holy crap, that um, that one really got me. And there was a couple movies that that was very reminiscent of in a completely positive way, by the way. So we'll, we'll discuss that. So 454, Gemini, Man, not too much of a recommendation outside the action, outside the special effects. And uh, yeah, uh, a, a blemish on the in, insane career of Ang Lee, a.k.a. Patterns Rock and Roll. 